Welcome everyone to another edition of the Mind of Little Rage. It is Saturday, September 12th, and I want to go on record as to say I am so happy that college football is back on television. I've currently got the Kansas State-Arkansas State game kind of muted but running in the background, and I'm just excited that uh, it's on the air again. And hopefully it's a sign that we will be returning to normal everyday life sooner rather than later. Also, before we get into today's episode, I just want to bring up something that I noticed yesterday when I uploaded part three of Should DSP Services Pay More series. Part three has not to, uh, to this time, to this point in time, which it is 1230 in the afternoon here. I uploaded that segment yesterday which was friday around 4 35 o'clock and it usually takes about 45 minutes to to an hour to actually post to all of the different podcast platforms but when i went to check and those of you that follow me on social media usually i will put the link the spotify link to to the podcast as of right now, and I checked it just before I started recording this episode, part three has still not been posted to Spotify. So in the meantime, I will be posting links to the other podcast platforms that I use. It will be like Radio Public or Breaker or Stitcher, uh, Overcast. I will be using those. And I beg for your patience with that. I will continue to check with Spotify and see what the heck is going on with that. Um, I, I'm not sure what's going on there, but uh, I'll keep everybody in the loop as uh, developments come about. So a couple of weeks ago, I reached out on social media to get some show ideas from all of you. One of the more intriguing subjects was, at what point do you stop being indie or underground? To say the least, this is a very interesting question. As musicians and consumers of music, that has been a question that has been raised a few, that it's raised a few eyebrows over the past few decades. There are several instances where a band has been lambasted for forgetting their indie roots, when I asked the question to myself, there is one band that immediately popped into my head, and we will get into them a little bit later. I made it a point to tackle this question as soon as possible because the goal of this program is to spotlight the independent or underground musician or band. Over the past few years, I have discovered that the most talented musicians are independent or in the underground. I have also said it many times in past episodes that I believe that independent or underground hard rock and heavy metal bands are just as good, if not better, as the more well-known and well-established bands we hear on radio, streaming services, and television. To start off the discussion, we must first get a definition of what independent or underground artist means. And to be honest, independent and underground can be viewed as two separate definitions. So let's begin with what the internet has to say about the subject. 
I simply went to Google and searched, what defines an independent musician? As you can guess, the first result that popped up was a Wikipedia post. We all know that Wikipedia can be iffy when it comes to concrete facts, but I figured that is as good a place to start as anywhere else. The post directed me to a page called Independent Music. Okay, let's see what it says. And I'm going to quote the post here. Independent music is produced independently from commercial record labels or their subsidiaries, a process that may include an autonomous, and I have always loved that word, do-it-yourself approach to recording and publishing. The term indie is sometimes used to describe a genre, much like indie rock or indie pop, and as a genre term, Indie may include music that is not independently produced, and many independent music artists do not fall into a single defined musical style or genre and create self-published music that can be categorized into different diverse genres, end quote. The post goes on to give an origin of the term. The term indie or independent musician can be traced back to the 1920s after it was first used to reference independent film companies, but was later used to classify an an independent band or record producer, end quote. That sounds like a well-written and concise definition than anything else. Over the years, at least to my recollection, the term indie was more associated with a certain style of music as opposed to using it to describe a musician or band. But when I searched the term independent band, I got a wide variety of bands that were listed. Everything from The Smiths, Sonic Youth, Pixies, MGMT, to Death Cab for Cutie, Blur, and My Bloody Valentine. When I was in high school in the late 80s and early 90s, yes, I'm an old fucker, Indie bands were not heard on mainstream terrestrial radio. These were bands that were almost exclusively played on college radio stations. If the band had a music video on MTV, it was most likely seen on a program like 120 Minutes or in the wee hours of the morning. So at this point, I wanted to get an idea of how you defined indie or independent. And I received several responses to the question I posed on Twitter and Facebook. The very first response I received was, and I quote, An independent is an artist or musician that does everything independent from any labels or management companies. They put in the work, get their own gigs, and do their own promotion, end quote. Another response was, well, The literal definition would be a band without a label. A band that puts its own money into itself. But from that, an indie band becomes more than that definition. Because without the financial backing, the band has to hustle, be creative in how to make music videos cheaply, how to promote themselves, and how to get the word out about the music. So an indie band that wants to be successful has to be determined to keep it going, sometimes to the detriment 
of personal relationships. And the last response that I received was passion, resilience, and the ability to take a beating, both financially and spiritually. Always press on. Always express gratitude for each and every ear that is willing to give you a second of their precious time. Now, going from these three personal responses, the sentiment of an independent musician mirrors, in many ways, the Wikipedia definition. Also, there is a focus on hustle, sacrifice, and gratitude. In one of the responses, management companies were mentioned. And to a certain extent, I can fully back that the use of a management company can chip away at the indie or independent designation. Many of you may disagree with the statement I'm about to make, but that's okay. And it's welcome. I love the conversation that it could potentially spark. When it comes to management companies, I feel that what sets one management company apart from another is intent. Take, for instance, the William Morris Endeavor. This is one of the top artist management companies in the world. They focus mostly on artists and musicians that are well-known and established. Their clients are multi-platinum artists that have generated millions of dollars in their careers. Looking from the outside in, these large management companies make millions of dollars from their clientele. Many artist management companies have even expanded to include actor, comedian, and athlete representation. But the question has to be asked, other than the money, what is the incentive for these large management companies? To flip the coin, when you look at a small management company like, for say, Voodoo Queen Management, you know from the get-go that they are not in the business to turn a buck. Yvonne Loveland and her entire team bust their ass to ensure that the bands on the roster take priority. It is not about making money. It is about going the extra mile to ensure that the musicians are taken care of. Yes, VQM helps coordinate gigs and tours, works with radio stations to get music on the air, and helps out where needed. Voodoo Queen Management does, does this because they love the music and they love the musicians that they represent. What I'm getting at is you can have a management company because we could all use a little bit of help from time to time and having a management company is not going to dispel or chip away at that independent designation. It is up to the individual musician or band to determine if the management company has the right motivation or if it is simply a way to make money off the hard work of these talented musicians. So now we should look at the definition of underground. And for this definition, I stayed away from the Wikipedia definition. It came across as really generic. Instead, I went to Urban Dictionary. They had a wide variety of statements, including one music isn't that isn't found on radio unless it's a local or amateur radio and secondly music that does not appear on the cover of next month's Kerrang, Total Guitar, or Rolling Stone with an exclusive interview. Okay, I get you there. I mean, sure. 
But I personally like the definition I found at soundsoftheundergroundtour.com. And that is, underground music includes musical styles over and above core culture. Much like the indie definition, this is music that is not heard on terrestrial radio. Where the underground kind of differentiates itself from indie is at the signed level. Underground bands can generally be signed to a record label and still be considered underground. A great example of this would be King's X. They were initially signed to Megaforce Records. After a couple of album releases, the the band was signed to Atlantic, which is a major record label. King's X has had some moderate success on MTV, but they were not regularly played by any radio stations. They never broke into the mainstream and to date have never had an album gain gold or platinum status. To me, King's X is an underground band. You can walk up to somebody who says they are a music fan and mention the name King's X and they will look at you like, who the hell is that? That's usually a, I mean, it's a fairly good indication that either the person is full of shit or the band is underground. But what I'm interested at this point is your definition of underground. Does it differ from independent? Let me know what your thoughts are. In the second part of this series, and I'm bound and determined to keep this to two, to a two-part series, we're going to look at the second part of the question that was posed, and that is, at what point do you are you no longer considered underground or independent? So get your comments in. Uh, I'm going to take at least a day or day and a half before I start working on part two of this. Give you some time to gather your thoughts, get them on paper, send them to me through social media or the email. And I will be sure to include as many as possible in part two of this, this series. So... Uh, I hope everyone is enjoying their weekend. Stay safe. Watch some football if you're a football fan. We it's it's going to be jam packed with football this weekend. Uh, if you're an NBA fan, I'm sure that the I'm not an NBA fan. I don't like basketball. Uh, but you know, if, if you're a sports fan, take the take advantage of being able to watch sports and uh, just everybody stay safe. Be stay healthy. And until next time, this is Little Rage, out.